for spoiler averse listeners, this episode of Digging for Idols contains spoilers for seasons 6, 28, and 40 of Survivor. For over 20 years, CBS's Survivor has been the most brutal and life-changing adventure in unscripted television. But even more challenging, more harrowing, are the numerous appearances by Survivor castaways in non-Survivor film and television. They represent a storied history that burns hot with the flame of victory, the ash of defeat, and the triumph of celebrity. Now, co-hosts Christopher and Taylor are turning over every rock on the beach of entertainment, seeking to uncover these precious, sometimes punishing, pop culture artifacts. Join them as they go digging for idols. Winners are going to the movies Survivor style. You need to dig it right now! Christopher, spelled F E R. Hello, Tucifer. 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 I just saw that. Tucifer. Tucek. Yeah. Tucifer and Christopher. Yours sounds normal, though. I know it does. The joke doesn't work. It's a little orally. Hint. <laughs> uh, welcome, to digging for idols. We're not a Survivor recap show here. We're here to appreciate the actors in the Survivor community and dig up their acting performances. This week, we're looking at Daniel Liu in Season 3, Episode 19 of the series Lucifer. The devil. He's here. Not Daniel. He seems nice. Well, this was, I mean, we did Ghost Trek last week, and I think our idea was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do some spooky subject matter. A little disappointed by how unspooky <laughs> Lucifer was, but we could talk I about don't know. that later. It was on par with Bride of Chucky, I think. <laughs> it was It was giving... I mean, we had talked about doing soap operas. It was in the realm. It was a little Percy Jackson, <laughs> Percy Jackson soap opera. <laughs> well, more on that later. How are you? Good. Just living. Before we get into this actual subject matter of this episode, Lucifer... A couple of episodes ago, I made a joke, just an offhand, unplanned joke in one of our segments uh, when we were talking about Cook Islands. And I said that Ozzy's love language was fish. So I decided to flesh out a full five Survivor love languages. So I'm never going to go on Survivor. But if I did, I really do think that identifying the ways that the people in your tribe want to give and receive their survivor love on the island would get you much further in the game. Oh, yeah. We got five of them. I cannot wait. Well, just the first one to fish. We, I already oh, spoiled that one previously. <laughs> but, you know, it's been used a lot, so it is a common love language for survivor. And people who give fish as their survivor love language, like Ozzy or Rupert, they don't want anyone else to give fish. They want to be the only ones giving fish. And in return, they want to receive the second love language, which is loyalty. Ooh. And I'm defining loyalty as voting with the people who you're working with. Okay. Being loyal to your alliance, even if you don't agree with them. Fish values. Fish values, loyalty, core alliances, or power couples would be loyal people. Okay. So next I have honesty, because I don't think honesty and loyalty are the same thing. On Survivor, we could define honesty just as uh, disclosing truths, say like about a idol or an advantage you have, or giving tribe secrets. Because I do think there are some people who are disloyal but honest with their people, and there are people who are remain loyal to their team but hide things from them. Uh, four is an obvious one: strength, meat shield. Yep, me, anyone who wants to either keep the tribe strong or use a meat shield, oh. they want to receive strength. And then people like Jonathan, Aquaman, 
Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, they're giving strength, obviously. Oh, he just put his house up for sale. He posted on Instagram. Should we buy it for headquarters? Which uh, which survivor real estate agent is he using? I don't know. There's a ton in Florida, so it's probably somebody. But I think we should get it for digging for idols headquarters. It's a nice beach house in Florida. <laughs> and then my last one that I think is maybe the most important one that overrides all others, but I think people have the least self-awareness of, I poured it over directly from the classic love languages, which is quality time. Oh. Which can either be a positive or a negative. If you like someone on the island, you're going to keep them no matter what. But if you're irritated with someone, (laughs) as we see over and over again on the show, if you're being irritating and you don't understand that that will move people to get rid of you above everything else above loyalty and honesty and what you provide if they're irritated if the quality time is bad they will get rid of you like if someone burps in your face after they have pepperoni pizza at a reward that's what i'm thinking of specifically shout out to the cut segment of us talking about penner doing that on cook islands fish loyalty honesty strength quality time that's it what would your love language be on survivor oh i would just try to find out what the other person's is and provide that. I guess that's the smart answer. <laughs> yeah, I can think of somebody who doesn't provide any of these to anyone ever. Tony. <laughs> Which is to me why it's asinine that people let him win repeatedly. He gives nothing at any time. <laughs> he gives unstable. <laughs> he gives cop. <laughs> I am done with all humans. You need to blow off some steam. Mid-30s, multiple stab wounds. Oh no. You told her to blow off some steam. All new Lucifer, Monday on Fox. Did you ever watch Lucifer? <laughs> Lucifer the show? Or are we talking about the devil? We just talked about Tony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have I ever watched Lucifer? Not once. I don't think the subject matter is the same, but I thought of The Blacklist. It's like a yes. show your parents watch or something. I meant to look up if it was on like TBS or something. Did you happen to look it up? We've just done some research off pod. Lucifer was on Fox for three seasons, then Netflix for three seasons. Good for them. So the episode we watched was one of the Fox episodes, but shortly before they canceled it, I guess. So this would have been one of the episodes that made Fox go, well, we're done here. I think we're done. <laughs> They're like, it's a wrap. Send it to streaming. Yeah. We're done. We're not We're not going to pay for this. The, here's just the blurb of what this show is. Lucifer Morningstar has decided he's had enough of being the dutiful servant in hell and decides to spend some time on Earth to better understand humanity. He settles in Los Angeles, the city of angels. Papa. <laughs> Digging for Idols is going to wreck all of my streaming algorithms. I mean, they're just going to start suggesting, like, <laughs> oh, for fans of people who watch one random episode mid-season of some crappy show. Like, Did you love Lucifer? <laughs> you're going to love season four, episode nine of... Of, like, Dollhouse. Like, the most random shows. It's going to be like... <laughs> You must love Pretty Little Liars, like because you. I do love Pretty Little Liars, though. Really, save it for the next pot. Did you notice that in the episode, one of Lucifer's nicknames is Lucy? We love. Uh, I didn't notice that to be honest. Wasn't making me want to pay attention. (laughs) No, I had to watch it in three parts. What a cast! Yeah. Did you not recognize anybody? I recognized Daniel Liu. That was about it. And Rachel Harris. I love Rachel Harris. I do too. That was it. I went to go look at Rachel Harris's IMDb because I was like, she's 
in everything, but also I could not pinpoint one thing. Character actor. I feel like she's always stuck being the like disapproving wife or mm. cold coworker or something like that, unfortunately, because I feel like she's got more to offer than that. She's so funny. But I n- recognized her, you know, when I first saw this episode, before I watched it, I was reading the cast, and I saw that the leading actress, her name is Lauren German. And at first glance, I was like, oh, no. We're, we're doing another Lauren Graham show. This is a Lauren Graham podcast. <laughs> I was like, we did not. This was an oversight. Oh, no. You wouldn't have said, oh, no. I was excited, like, actually. Yes. I was, I, you know, honestly, I was a little embarrassed. I was like, as a Lauren Graham fan, we missed this one. She was on it for yeah. six seasons. <laughs> Same time. It would have been shows, better. Would have been better with Lauren Graham, for sure. <sighs> Sorry, Lauren German, who played Chloe. <laughs> one of my biggest pet peeves, just in general, when I'm watching TV or movies scripted is when someone has a forehead that should be moving that does not move at all and it's just a lot of botox happening and chloe perfectly smooth forehead and it was throwing me off the whole episode i was like there's no emotion there and it made me not like her and i was just it made the episode worse in my opinion because i was like i can't see any expression on your face i don't know pet peeve if it's impacting your ability to do your job which is acting then it seems like a problem. The human love interest, I think. I don't know. We're jumping in in the middle of this whole show. Oh, my God. The the previously on Lucifer. I didn't watch it. That and the whole episode. It felt like a show within a show. Yes. I couldn't believe there were six seasons to explore the lore. <laughs> Tom Welling was on the show. I, the person that I recognized uh, the most quickly was, what was her name? Lopez. The woman on the show who loved to hug people and was very positive. The, like, crime scene investigator, yeah. she looked very familiar to me, but I didn't look her up. Why not? No digging? Lucifer did not make me want to dig for anything other than yeah. the remote control, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so What I recognized her from, she was one of the stars of the Disney Channel original movie, Cadet Kelly, starring Hilary Duff and Christy Carlson Romano, which was one amazing propaganda for children to join the military in a post-9-11 shout-out world. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the line, someone said... They were talking about Lucifer taking, I think, Maze to hell via his wings. <laughs> Very unclear oh. <laughs> about what's going on. <laughs> sounds like, well, they're angels or demons or the devil or something. It sounds like they came from hell. But <clears throat> they referenced this journey, a celestial Uber ride. And I was like, ooh, yes. Who wrote that? Give him an Emmy. Like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> But unlike Grey's Anatomy and unlike Parenthood, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm kind of curious about what happened before <laughs> this and what happens next. I couldn't get out I'm of done. this show fast enough. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I sat there and was like, oh, 42 <laughs> minutes of like, what? Until our survivor turned up. But we need to, before we talk about his performance, I guess we should just talk about yeah, who he Daniel is. Liu from season six, Survivor Amazon. Soon, 16 strangers will be abandoned in this oppressive and harsh environment. And this time, the game will have a twist unlike anything you've ever seen. How will these 16 strangers survive in this environment? 
And the bigger question, how will they survive each other? Kind of an iconic season. Mm -hmm. I thought going into this episode that I had not watched all of Amazon, and I was a little bit nervous. I was like, oh, I got to really refresh. And then as I kept watching clips and stuff, I was like, oh, I did. I did watch all of this. I just hated every moment of it because it was so gross and sexist. Survivor Amazon, the one where they split them into men and women tribes right at the beginning and most of the men were pretty meat-heady about it yeah. and doing a lot of bragging and being pretty arrogant. Yeah. And Daniel's definitely right at the heart of all of it, like out yeah. there in the first episode saying, we're never going to tribal. And the comments about all the women that they saw on the boat, they were like, oh man, I wish she was sleeping with me in the jungle tonight. It's like, ew, it was just gross. Battle of the sexes season. And Daniel was really at the heart of some of that like trash talking early and some of the regretful comments um but it wasn't all negative like on the plus side he got a lot of screen time while he was on i liked his friendship with matthew they spoke i thought what was it mandarin a little bit on the show and i felt for daniel being the only asian guy on like a tribe full of white dudes but I did like his friendship with Matthew. That seemed sweet as for as long as it lasted. Yeah, because right, Matthew grew up in I think Hong Kong, and so he was fluent. And they were speaking. I that I wish that could have been a stronger alliance throughout the season. That's a special bond. Matthew seems like a really interesting guy. The I think what people remember from that season, there's a lot of things, but one thing is that weird, creepy scene of Matt sharpening the machete for a really long time played up in editing for sure yeah but he just was sharpening his machete all day and people were like what are you gonna do skin is alive like what but apparently he has chef training so maybe he was just really concerned with safe knives and safe machetes and then that sent you on a matthew research binge a matthew von erdfelter binge yeah he sounds fake but he is real it kind of makes me look at him with a different lens now. So he's known for being creepy and being under Rob Sesternino's wing, kind of, and just being a little outcast. Okay, he did so many things, though, like born in Hong Kong, raised on a horse farm in Massachusetts, um, played football, went to Cornell, attended a Taipei Language Institute where he studied Mandarin Chinese, holds a culinary diploma from somewhere in Paris, he dove for sunken treasure in the Mariana Islands and w- participated in Earthwatch research expeditions to s- somewhere in the Cook Islands. He did triathlons, marathons. He went to go track cannibals. Like, did Coach dive into this for his backstory? <laughs> he was like, that sounds just good. Red Matthews. And then now he designs restaurants and bars, and he is one of the top people for Marriott International. So it sounds like he grew up rich. Yes, and he uses a machete in the kitchen. (laughs) You know that anytime someone's holding a machete, the camera, people are like, fuck, yes, let's get them. Because we actually saw it last night on the most recent episode. Sifu was holding it, and he stuck it into a stump, and the camera guy's like, hit the stump. (laughs) You're like, this is reminding me of Survivor Amazon. You know, every (laughs) single person for that season got a machete because it's such a dangerous area. Machetes for all. Machetes for all. And there was one I was I rewatched the first couple episodes of that season because I was making sure that I knew what I was talking about and I had watched it all so I stopped because it was so awful. Um <laughs> there's one scene where all the the men are all walking to a challenge and every single one of them brought their machete on the way to the challenge and they made little like 
slings for them. Not a single woman brought one to the challenge. But the men were like, we have to for trekking through the jungle. We need to bring eight machetes. This is necessary. But then I'm like, you have to walk so far apart so you don't hit each other. I just saw that and rolled my eyes so hard. But yeah, so I think (laughs) the machetes, that was an intense season just in terms of the elements and everything. Yeah, Daniel said that they like took them out in boats at night to scare them to make sure they yes. knew how serious this was. And a quote from Daniel said that Mark Burnett said, so it's a secondhand quote, but I according to Daniel Liu, Mark Burnett said, if you act like a fucking idiot and fuck up, you will fucking die out here. And then he made them walk in the pitch black through the jungle and they had one light and then they got into a lake when it was pitch black and they heard all of the alligators or crocodiles. What kind of comments did they make about the bodies of the crocodiles? Which mm-hmm. crocodiles had the sexiest bods? I'm literally looking because I swear there was a quote about <laughs> the crocodiles. So I'm like, that could have an actual answer. Um, they could ask the magic eight ball, Rob's luxury item. He And also Daniel got malaria. Did you read about I, that? Yes. Yes. Okay, I absolutely good. read about that. It was stressful. It, yeah. Tough. I was confused when the timeline was when he got malaria. Was he was he home? He was out. No, I think he was in a hotel. So he was okay. like out of the game, but he was in a hotel and it became a thing. And then word got out that he had malaria. So then people were able to like backtrack and figure out okay, that he was an early boot or something along those lines. It sounded really hard, though. His 2003 hobbies. The first one was surfing the web. Oh Shout God, out 2003. Cute. Also wow. said that he admired Bill O'Reilly. So I okay. hope that's changed. I hope. I hope so. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. One of my favorite lines from Daniel on the show was when he was talking about Roger, who's probably on one of your worst players lists. But Daniel said about Roger, he was talking shit in a confessional. And he was like, oh, and also he smells bad. He smells like rotten vinegar. And I was like, yeah, tell him, Daniel. Tell him. Like, I don't know. The context, but I, I'm here for it. The Roger slander. I did look up that vinegar does not actually expire, according to the <gasps> Vinegar Institute. Don't tell Daniel. I don't want to tell him, but I did wonder, do we think hell smells like spoiled Ooh. vinegar? I don't know. Let's go. Road I trip. Had it. <laughs> Let's just wing it down there. A celestial Uber ride. Daniel was voted out in the third episode in an aptly titled episode called Girl Power. Which seemed fitting based on the kind of backfiring of all the dudes shit talking. Most I'd rather not recount most of it, but or as how what Ryan said, it's it just eight guys and it's all just one big sausage fest. That's what it was. <laughs> that was <laughs> that summarizes the Amazon. They're just too busy playing with their machetes. Yeah. <laughs> They used up their what little calories they had carrying extra machetes to every challenge. Daniel was the first Asian man on Survivor, actually. I didn't realize that, but I mean, of course. Because he was the only Asian guy on his tribe, but then for the whole season, and then the first Asian woman on Survivor was Xi'an. We got some representation there. And then there wasn't another Asian Survivor player for several years. In the two tribals that Daniel went to, I mean, I couldn't tell you how different I felt to each one because in the first one he was sort of like 
in on this, like, oh, the women are so hot, the bodies. But then in his second tribal, he did try to step forward and be like, you know, I just, I feel like I'm on the outside a little bit. And all these dudes just immediately jumping in, like, no, 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 no. And uh, invalidated his feelings. Like, yeah, you do feel like you're the outcast. That's valid. Classic early season survivor, just people piling on somebody at mm-hmm. i mean they all were getting ready to vote him out so they're like oh we, we can't have this be the narrative that that's where we voted him out but like these internalized things happen all the time and he should be allowed to talk about it absolutely they panned to roger's face during that scene i watched that earlier today and roger was like what what like no way and i'm like yeah roger yeah rob was specifically the one who's like i'm gonna shut this down <laughs> immediately well he's gone on his podcast and he has talked about that moment a lot apparently oh good and that's where a big spot of growth where he's like no I was, yeah, I was fucked up. <laughs> uh, flash forward 15 years later, Lucifer, season oh, yeah. three, episode 19. Daniel's still hot. He's still a beefcake. Oh, yeah. And we see him in Lucifer and pl- uh, playing who? Bounty number two, right? Yes. This is the second time we've had somebody with like a number next to their character name. And both times, I feel like it undersold them, to be honest. Bounty number one of our hearts. Absolutely. So just keep in mind, we haven't talked about this at all, but I was quite surprised by his performance, pleasantly surprised, to be honest. I, yeah. I knew from our Excel doc that it was bounty number two or wherever, when I looked up the episode, I'm like, where is this going to come to play? I had to really watch carefully because I was nervous that he would just be like a blink and you miss it. He actually got some lines. They weren't in English, but... Still excellent. Cantonese. Um, so that's we. I saw him speak three different languages today. That's impressive. I, I mean, we know he's ripped and we know he can do stunts, I'm sure. And I guess I thought he might, like you said, I thought he might just kind of be in a, in a quick scene, in an action-y type scene or something and then be gone. But it was very different. Yeah. Well, he's a black belt in a type of kung fu. And he also is a bodybuilder personal trainer i read some quote about when he was 14 he was like four foot 11 and 98 pounds or something and now he just like he's jacked basically um i'm assuming still i don't know he doesn't really post on social so can't tell but okay unlike a lot of other people in survivor who are constantly posting about their fitness at carter (laughs) but yeah no he actually had a lot of lines and i thought he was really funny for anyone who doesn't look up this episode of lucifer they basically bring in like a interrogation. Yeah, you're seeing a few different interrogations happening concurrently and they cut back and forth between them. So you get a mix of bounty one and then he's the second one to pop up. So I assume that's why he's bounty two. And then there's a third one, right? Yeah, the goldfish one. So they kind of cut back and forth between them. And in his, I mean, they show him four times. Yeah. And every time he's kind of giving a different, he's like storytelling in one and one of them, he's sort of pleading and one of them, he's sort of menacing but lots of energy tell us how you know masking smith well do look a bit like she came from nowhere <laughs> what did she do to you <laughs> then a rain of many sharp knives <laughs> she taught me how to make a shiv out of a toothbrush my whole whole young and you better believe it came in handy i think it's time to rate daniel lose appearance on lucifer reminder of our rating scale we have first boot pre-merge merge feast making fire final tribal soul survivor and the elusive sia money the ever elusive 
sea of money. Well, I can tell you I'm not going with a sea of money for this one, sadly, Aww. just to get that out there. <laughs> I think this one is really challenged how much the size of the role matters to me in these ratings because I will give more to a bigger part just because it's harder to carry something so I think when we get into maybe some of these shorts or movies where somebody had a starring role that's going to be really interesting to see how I'm influenced by that but in this case this was super tiny I mean I think of our recent episode about Sundra on parenthood I think you used the phrase small but mighty and I did feel that for this performance because he was gave you a variety of different emotions packed into a tiny space I feel like making fire for me because it's in the top half of the ratings yeah but it's as high as I could go based on how tiny it was I also put making fire Mm. so I felt the same way I was like he brought a lot to what he was given I felt like it was solid he seems like he's got some good comedic chops um, he had some amazing expressions, just funny chemistry with the interpreter in the scene, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, for what we got, all the reasons that you laid out, I think he did a really great job. I know that his luxury item wasn't a toothbrush sharpened into a shank, but that yes, was, was mentioned. <laughs> what was it? Oh, that's yeah. another survivor connection. <laughs> Amazon was really intense. <laughs> Mark Burnett told them, you're not allowed to brush your teeth, but you can bring a shiv. (laughs) Shiv's encouraged. But don't use the brush end. That's a joke for the Lucifer fans. (laughs) The Lucifer fans? Oh, man, Christopher. That has to be already a thing, right? It absolutely is a thing. There's a Lucifer fans hashtag all over. I mean, it was too easy. It was too easy for me to get there. The other joke I wanted to make this episode was that I was going to say it was malarious that Daniel... (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny that he had malaria. That is a funny word, though. I can't wait till you get malaria and I can say it's malarious. (laughs) I'll say you're right. It's almost like I feel like there's a combination of Maleficent, like... Maleficent. Like, that could be... (laughs) You got Irish there for a minute. Maleficent. (laughs) Maleficent. (laughs) The famine. Classic Irish name, Maleficent. (laughs) Maleficent. You'd never guess the spelling. (laughs) M-H-Niner. A-I-O-H-M. Oh, yeah. Got it. Got it. (laughs) Mash that subscribe button. Mash? Not smash, mash. However you want to touch that subscribe button in whatever manner you wish, you should use that. Your subscribe button, your rules. (laughs) Use your machete however you want. 